coming on and to and to thank you so much for taking the time to be here um and to talk about your awesome art and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing about your story and about uh why you do what you do and your technique and your style and all that sort of stuff so so you were at the oc bitcoin market thing weren't you recently last week i was orange county uh, a couple of nights ago and it was so much fun that crew they're really good people they're so I mean, they drive all over Southern California to have meetings really, and to bring new people in. Yeah. I mean, in general, I find the Bitcoin community very welcoming. And so how many people were at this kind of market thing? It was a little bit naughty because, um, you know, nobody was wearing masks, but we were, (laughs) we were outside. It was a lot naughty because I don't know, the health director of California or whatever came on the radio and made this 20 minute announcement about curfew really? and masks and all this on my way yeah. there i heard it we were outside there were i want to say there were about 25 30 people great great yeah it was it was a sweet little turnout and you bought some stuff you said you got some tie-dye and some and some merch right i got um a new honey badger pin from btc pins awesome yes and i got a tie-dye Bitcoin t-shirt from <laughs> Hedy Wook. He's um, starting a tie-dye Bitcoin business, which is very cute. And <laughs> it was another guy, I think his name is Brandon. I'm really embarrassed that I didn't look that up. And he does this thing called Decent Humans, free Ross Ulbrich, giving out free stickers for sticker bombing. He was selling some things. And so I got a bracelet from him and some stickers and you sold some art, right? I did. I sold to the merchants. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Most the, of the circular people, economy. Yeah, it was definitely the circular economy <laughs> going on. Um, most of the people that came to the meetup were, um, and people were coming from all over. There was someone there from Philadelphia and Vegas who wow. were just visiting, you know, in town for another reason, and they came. But yeah, it was mostly the sort of core group that was exchanging goods. And um, there was a lot of kind of lightning sort of use there. It, that was oh, the yeah. main kind of medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, oh, yeah. It's fun, isn't it? It's so much it's, fun to actually so use cool. it. It's so yeah, cool. It's great. really cool. Yeah. And it. so I remember you talking to me uh, a couple of months ago. I think you'd ordered a, a kind of Raspberry Blitz in September or something. I'm so embarrassed. I don't have it running, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I have tried and I'm having a bit of a block with one very, it's a simple thing, but it's a big thing and it's getting onto SSH. Yeah. I've stumbled with that a couple of times. Yeah. It seems to be one of the hardest uh, bits of it really. 
Yeah. It's so cool, the device. It is. Did you get the one in the metal case? I got the one in the little aluminum. That's a beautiful bit of design. So um, anyway, we're here to talk about your art. Uh, it's it's absolutely amazing and completely different to anything else that I've seen in the Bitcoin art, crypto art world. Um, Thank you. I love the style. It's um, um, it's more subtle. It's quite soft, muted, dreamy, esoteric. I love the references. They're uh, they're very smart. They make you <laughs> laugh a lot. Um, and I think it looked great in interior design. It's the kind of thing that my wife would like, whereas yes. I'm not sure she'd like a lot of the other Bitcoin art that's out there. It can be a bit bombastic. It would be great to hear about the technique and things and about to maybe run through some of the pieces. But, but I thought it sure. might be good to ask you first just about how you got into Bitcoin, what drew you to Bitcoin. Sure. Yeah. To start with, it's I, I don't know why I can't remember what exactly was the trigger to get me interested in in crypto. It was initially, it was it was crypto. Mm. I can't separate it in my mind whether I got read about, I probably read about Bitcoin yeah. and then read more and then read about Ethereum and got, and that would be typical me to get excited about Ethereum because it's the younger thing that has more bells and whistles and, it does. you know, and, <laughs> And I tend to often verge toward the more esoteric or I like being on the edge. I bought one Ethereum and this was in 2017 and it was nearly $400. It was Mm. was high. Yeah. And, um, but I felt really good. And um, yeah, I started trading all coins essentially. Did you? I I saw how, you know, the value was just fluctuating. And I just sort of went, well, you know, duh, you could just day trade this. And mm. um, so I looked into it and started doing it and started making money. And um, and I just sort of, Bitcoin was just sort of at the back of my mind. And then I, I, I made, I really did make some money in 2017 doing that. I think I was just so, you can get so caught up in the short speed of it, the, the high time preference, the yeah. you know, just... And that's what our culture is geared towards. And so, and every, yeah. that's when everyone asks, oh, you're making money already? Great. The real turning point for me, I started when the market, well, when it crashed. That's really <laughs> crashed. when. January time. Yeah. Eight shit in 2018. Yes. Then yeah. I really started digging in and, and doing research. And, and that's when Great. I got interested in Bitcoin. And so later I went to the Bitcoin conference Bitcoin is Bitcoin is conference, conference, right? Yeah. In LA. And it blew my mind. And so many people were there speaking. Saifedean was there. Jimmy Song. Roast Beef was there talking about lightning. You could barely understand him. Have you heard him speak? He's fast, isn't he? You have to be quick for him. Bloody hell. It was hilarious. You you need to turn the kind of podcast from speed down to 0.6, I think, you know, when he comes on. Yeah. And I think Breedlove was there. Uh, anyways, it was just mind blowing and um, and made some of my first Bitcoiner friends. And then I started going to meetups. And Great. when I was there, I met um, Brecky, who, of course. Ah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we love Brecky. Yeah. <laughs> he he is everywhere. <laughs> he's great. He's so enterprising and he's so yeah. open and generous and everything and um Fab. 
So, and I just thought he was this weird guy making prints of Salvador Dali's melting watches, melting Bitcoins. And he gave me one for free because I'd just gotten serious about Bitcoin. But that got me thinking, oh, you could make art about this. And so then I started looking at what was being made and I really didn't want to do that. I didn't want to make Mm. propaganda art. I didn't want to make something really um, shouty. Um, necessarily message oriented. I wanted to make mm. things that would seep in or sneak in yeah. and and sort of tie into using Bitcoin references, but mm. in a very... Um, esoteric? <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess it is esoteric. I seem to yeah. keep coming back to that word. It's quite hard to describe. It's kind of dreamy, ethereal. Yeah. Uh, no, that know. makes sense. There's just something, there's something about certain certain imagery and certain icons, certain symbolism that I think sort of reaches into like a, an archetype, you know, like a, a subconscious, mm. you know, sort of like union thing. And I really like that when there's a bit of mystery and intrigue and sort of off kilter, not slightly left field. Yeah. 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 A bit off ball, I guess. <laughs> And so, had you done much art in the past? Yeah, I yeah. have a very. Are you a trained artist? I am. I am. I went to the San Francisco Art Institute in the late '90s, and that was amazing. Very expensive, but um, very, very, very expensive. But and I'm still paying the, <laughs> the student loan. But I wouldn't trade it for the world because um, the experience was. It's just not the same as like going to a university mm. and studying art where you know at art school you're immersed and you're competing every day just Mm. walking in the door you know people are sizing you up they're hungry hungry artists and so is the style that you've got now is that consistent with your earlier work or is it a new branch in terms of the aesthetics of it it's new um i really stayed in abstraction I can look at my my older work and I can really see connections conceptually and humor wise and um, it's got a lot of humor. I love the humor. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff is has always been present. But I sort of I don't want to say I reached an end game, but I think I still don't fully understand what the crisis was. But um, but I really stopped practicing art on a, like on an everyday way, which is what I need to do to be happy for nearly 10 years. And I was really, depressed. I was depressed for 10 years. It was and so, and, and so what were you doing during that time in terms of work and well, things? Well, I was teaching art at teaching sculpture at UCSD university of okay. California, San Diego. And um, that saved me. Um, it mm. kept me, at least showing up to art. And I love teaching. I really, I love trying to articulate ideas and and bring people into the fold and that light bulb moment when, when people get it, you know, it's so exciting. And so the technique, I had a look at the website. I couldn't quite understand what your technique is for these pieces. And so could you explain it a bit more? Yes. And this is something that's, I struggled with to begin with. I'm not a realist. I'm not a realistic renderer. I'm not a draftsman. So okay. these aren't drafted from, you know, 
scratch. They're prints. Basically, I find imagery on the internet and I like to find the most generic sort of stock looking image mm. that sort of is has an emptiness about it. And um, so I do a lot of searching. I find the right imagery. And then I go into Photoshop and I do some Photoshop with it and tone it down or bring it up or whatever I need to do to mm -hmm. have something to respond to on the page. Yeah. yeah. So then I print it out on this, um, this paper. It's, uh, it's, it's a metallic coated paper. I print it out and then I draw on top of it. And I want that to be clear that I'm not crafting this whole thing, you know, and Sure. Um, yeah. It's not really about that. It's it's about the image. The final work is a print, but with some added kind of drawing on top of it. It's mostly drawing when it, when it's, it's set in drawing. Yeah. And so each work is a unique work, and then you make some prints of that one. Do you do well, kind of limited prints or or not? I haven't yet, and haven't yet. this is this is sort of open, um, and. This connects to what I've been doing the past few weeks is um, so embarrassing to admit this to a Bitcoiner, but I have been exploring <laughs> NFTs. Oh, yeah, the NFT yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I don't know it anything is, about NFTs. Um, oh, my God. It is so fraught with Bitcoiners. It's, it's really problematic because it's on Ethereum. <laughs> people are investing in it and, you know, buying sure. vapor pictures um yeah it's like an expensive screenshot right it is it is and <laughs> it I, i'm starting to believe that it's a lot more than that it's a process understand it i still i'm still just experimenting with it yeah um, but but i mean i i understand that it, it, it can be a good way for an artist to make revenue i mean it's a good absolutely. kind of revenue model which is really important and you know that yeah. can't be understated um but definitely yeah. And even if, I mean, I think it's going to be more than that. I think it's going to be very big. But but even if the worst case scenario is, you know, you could just see it as a way to support artists. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. I mean, you could just see yeah. it as that. I saw a tweet you did recently. Um, you were pretty ecstatic about news that RGB do NFTs in the future. I think that's that's some hype that's coming out, isn't it? Oh, some yes. Yeah. Recky tweeted that and and then I retweeted it. And I don't think it's going to happen. I now, now I really don't think it's in the cards for, or at least not now. I mean, Bitcoin mm. is a profound thing. I was reminded of this the other day by someone at the meetup when I was sort of apologizing for, you know, going off on NFTs. And he was saying, you know, no, you know, this is, you know, he reminded me that like Michael, Michael Saylor pointed out that Ethereum is essentially, what is it, a utility application? Mm. Mm. And I think that's a really good way to look at it. And Bitcoin is money. You know, Bitcoin is a store of value. Is. Bitcoin is a, is a is a profound thing that will that is changing the world. Mm. Ethereum's a different thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really get NFTs, but as an artist, I know quite a lot of artists are doing twenty-one prints of each of their final work. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you know, then you've got a limited run of twenty-one. Uh, that I think that makes sense, doesn't it? That no, it does. It does superficially. I I tried doing yeah. that because that's what, initially what I started doing. Mm. 
On your website, which is really beautiful, by the way, uh, and again, bitfandango.org, it's it's a l- really lovely website. And so quite a lot of the works up there have already sold, it looks like. Um, I've sold most of them, you, yeah. you sold most of them. And so have yeah. you sold the Event Horizon one yet with the two... No, songs? I haven't, actually. I think I'd like to buy that. I really well, would. Well, that, that can be yours. I'll give you a deal. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, and, and so would that be for the original or for a print? And if it was the original, that would mean that you wouldn't be able to sell any more prints? or. Well, here's the thing. Any of the collectors, I can, I can still access the original piece. Uh-huh. I think, cool. yeah, so, and it's, and I feel like it's up to the artist, you know, what you want to do with your work. So, um, so I'm definitely open to making prints and figuring out how that works. Yeah. Um, but I haven't documented the works with, you know, the proper digital camera and all the, you know, the big high res thing that I guess you need to make prints. So I need to do that, but um, that's no big deal. Um, That'd be amazing. Yeah, I would love. I would absolutely love it. Um, so if, if we could, we could maybe talk about the works. Um, like the Dream from Citadel one was one of the first that I saw, um, and initially it was it was quite hard to make out exactly what it was and things. But then uh, uh, it, that's a really esoteric one and very ethereal and dreamy. Where did you get that image from? And what exactly is it? Like, obviously, you've got the castle on top, but you've got all this earth underneath. Yes. Yeah. You've just tapped into the departure point from that body of work. That was the last one that I made. Okay. And, um, of the 25 or so drawings. And um, it's a total collage of mm. like three different images are collaged together. There's some heavy Photoshop. And then... Um, yeah, and then this form is sort of free-floating on the page. And then I applied this. Basically, I drew in the style that I used to paint, um, mm-hmm. and which was, it was sort of a one-off. I just sort of wanted to play, you know, and like sort of open my bag up and, and let myself do something. And it was successful. So I actually just delivered that to someone um, the other day. And, um, uh, and I, I definitely want to explore that. I want to make, because the concept of the Citadel is so complicated. Sure. It's so, yeah. it, it's fascinating. It's seductive. Mm, mm. It's problematic. Um, and so I'd like to make a, a whole body of citadels that sort of just go psychedelic and see what you know, see what happens. Yeah, and, and I love the um, the mycelium uh, GUI uh, fungi thing as well. It was uh, the first thing I sold. That yeah, one just was it? like that. <laughs> that was good. So you, you, that's quite inspired by uh, Brandon Quitton. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that, that was fab. I loved that one. Um, and then obviously the magic internet money one with the uh, green magician's hat made me laugh a lot. That that kind of time preference one of the tree is is brilliant. I mean, initially I was a bit like, I didn't know what it was, but, yeah. but with the reference and the explanation, it, it, it's, a, it's a really beautiful analogy and uh, it's a beautiful Thank piece. You. Yeah. 
Thank you. Yeah, I I didn't know about that when I thought I really thought that was pushing the envelope a little bit in terms of, you know, for Bitcoiners, because I really wanted to make art for Bitcoiners. I think it's art for Bitcoiners that non-Bitcoiner spouses might appreciate well, <laughs> just as much as them. <laughs> No, everybody is, I'm selling to Bitcoiners and I'm selling to art people. And that was, I never, I didn't really think about it carefully, but, but if I, if I had, I think that's probably deep down what I wanted is to be able Mm. to bridge those worlds. And now I can see that that's really important in terms of bringing mainstream adoption, you know, bringing people into the fold. Um, Mm. So, so I'm glad it worked out. And so which are your favorite works, if you have any favorite works at the moment? I really like Magic Internet Money. I actually have not sold it yet, which is shocking to me because I think that's (laughs) the one that's the most iconic. And sort of... Very comical. Yes. Yes. I feel like that's the one that like, you know, if I'm lucky enough to make a history book, that that would be the example probably because it's so... um, I mean, it's abstract and people often don't get it. They're like, what's up mm. with the witch hat or what <laughs> Harry Potter? What, you know, um, but, or some people don't even see a hat. I mean, you'd be surprised, you know, I mean, you, you do, you make art, you know what this is like, right? Well, I, I wouldn't call myself an artist. I, I do memes, um, which is a little bit sort of different. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's sort of kind of rough and ready sort of street, uh, but um, no, um, and so your work is completely different and uh, very refreshing. So I love the references to the big. You've got you've got an Andreas Antonopoulos inspired one, uh, Nick Kamshabo uh, inspired one. Yes, that's cool. I've, that might really might be my true favorite is the shells. Just shells, yeah, yeah, because I think I think it's sort of the most potentially meaningful. I don't know. I'm really happy with the way that they've come out and I needed to take a break after making them. And it's been good to exercise my brain to, in terms of figuring out how to reproduce work. And Mm -hmm. because this is new to me, I used to make oil paintings and drawings and you you just had the one work and it had its magical aura and that was that. And so I never made prints before. Um, I never really delved into photography, though I really love photography and I love mm-hmm. taking pictures. And so now I'm in that zone. I mean, these drawings, they're, you know, they're appropriations, desktop prints, and they're drawings. 
I mean, you've got an endless uh, kind of source of inspiration, really, in Bitcoin, right? There's, you can never Absolutely. get bored. There's just, it just keeps coming. The news, the developments, uh, oh, yeah. the mind-blowing sort of concepts just keep coming. So, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more of them. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to making them. Cool. And so, what is it about Bitcoin that is making you most excited at the moment? I'm most excited about the potential for it to change the world. I just, it's just as simple as that. I think it's a fantastic store of value. I mean, mm. there's been nothing, there's never been anything like it. It can empower anyone, mm. anybody, anybody can, can buy Bitcoin and, and grow their money. And yeah. the, the harder they work, the more they can earn, you know, you, and once you get into the circular economy of, selling your labor for Bitcoin, that's when it really takes off. I think that's what's most, and the people, the people are magical. There's something so exciting about communing with other Bitcoiners because you spend so much time alone in your Mm. head on like Twitter and reading texts and listening to podcasts and Mm. fiddling with hardware. (laughs) But, you know... (laughs) It, it's such a joy to connect with, with other Bitcoiners. And, and, and so you, you, the first thing that you mentioned was this economic empowerment of people. Do you think we're going to see that? Do you think this, this could happen soon? Do you think this could go, people could sort of wake up to the potential to have a undilutable slice of the cake with no minimum barrier to entry? I mean, it does. it, it is economically empowering for, for everyone, isn't it? With the mobile it's already phone. happening. It happened to me. It happened to me. I have a certain amount of privilege in my station in life, but I could have been a derelict because I, you know, I lost faith in making art, and you know, I could have, it could have just all went horribly wrong for me. Mm. And mm. and I mm. and instead, I found Bitcoin, and it just completely turned my game around. It is a rock, isn't it? I mean, it it, it really mm. is like just a strong infrastructure and not a lot else is making sense right now i'm sure particularly over there yeah absolutely and it's such a strange time we just had this election and there's a a lot of relief in in at least in my circles trump he's been such a force he's been such a presence in everyone's mm. daily life yeah uh, one way or the other even just just to reduce it to this to the sort of instability that we've sort of experienced on that world stage since trump i mean you know it, it's happening in, in lots of different countries this yeah. very far right um ideology um is very dangerous and it's very unsettling people are so at odds it just seems like things are Maybe going to settle down a bit. I don't I hope know. So hey, I hope so for everybody's sake. I mean, I agree. Like the divisions, you know, they seem to be appearing on many levels right now. You know, it's not just about the color of your politics between communities across yeah. the board. Yeah, well, that's really been my problem with Trump is that he's so divisive. You know, just mm. like he's he's this, you know, just like pouring gas on the fire constantly, you know, inciting this unrest. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens in January. Goodness, they're really going to drag it out, eh? He is. Um, so, yeah, we, we should talk more about art and less about the politics, I guess. Yeah, probably. 
Um, and, and so where do you hope to take things next with your arts? At the moment, I'm just thinking about the moment. Um, uh, I'll make some citadels, I'll drawings. Um, I want to scale up. That's that's on my mind. And so what's the size at the moment, by the way, of these They're works? They're eight and a half by 11. Yeah, so that's the scale. Initially, I wanted it to be that scale so that it's like something that everybody could do. It's not the specialized, yeah. rarefied thing. I do want to scale up, and I don't know, maybe making prints will solve that. I think it would. I think it would. I think prints would be great. I need to start some new drawings because I'm selling them, and I need to stay in that practice. I, th I think it's dangerous for me to get too uh, in my head. And it's there's it's a really special feeling to you know to make a drawing to make a little magical little thing and so how kind of disciplined are you at the moment in terms of your production I work in spurts I yeah. tend to my energy sort of works like that I sometimes won't sleep for a couple of nights I get a bit manic um, <laughs> when I get <laughs> when I get creative and I'll just take little naps and, and I'll just pump out a bunch of work. Then sometimes I can just take a couple of weeks and, and explore something entirely different, you know, without any expectations about making it a final artwork. And so this is non-Bitcoin art as well or, or just the Bitcoin art? Well, now it's, I'm back to non-Bitcoin art which yeah. I never thought would happen. But the Bitcoin, also, it's, I just, I spend a lot of time, you know, being a Bitcoiner, you spend time in that. You spend mm. time reading mm. and it overlaps a lot because you're listening to a podcast and you might be doing something else at the same time. You might be just surfing the web. You find yourself down some Bitcoin rabbit hole. I mean, I'm, I'm very fortunate in that my time is not structured and I can explore things when they become exciting to me. And so you were featured recently in the Bitcoin zine, right? Oh, that was that was so cute. It's just a sweet little zine that just sort of hit them up. They put out a, a little call for entries and I'd missed the deadline. And I just said, are you still accepting entries? And I sent them the link to my website. And of course, they you know were excited. I mean, it's not like the Citadel, you know, it's not this Citadel 21. It's not like structured publication that has an agenda it's just a little zine i think these people are developers i think maybe okay. but they posted sure. they posted the zine on bit on on github i mean who does cool. that it's, it's very <laughs> cool i love it <laughs> totally i believe you're exhibiting and so you've got some exhibitions coming up right i do the big one coming up is of course is is bitcoin 2021 i think it's the end of april um, that will be epic. I think that's just going to be a raging party. Yeah, that could be so much fun, hey? Because the price could be, well, who knows what it'll be by then. Um, who knows how many more people will have come in by then. There could be a, a lot of FOMO and hype and media attention. I think yeah. it's going to be bananas. So I'm very well excited be. about that. And so that could be, perhaps be an inspiration for a new piece, actually. Bananas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bananas are great. Bananas would be good. Uh, and so were you due to be attending the and so the Ecom 2020 one? Well, it was cancelled this year, right? It yeah, was supposed to be yeah. this year, but yeah. 
yeah, that's initially why what got the fire under my ass to make these drawings. Was ah, okay. I put together, I was offered a, a basically an eight foot by three foot section of wall the space in San, uh, San Francisco where the conference was originally had a, a, an art gallery in it, an actual art gallery. Now they've moved to L.A. to a bigger venue, maybe more space, that which would be cool. But I'm pretty sure they have 21 artists to show. So Great. It's like, like herding cats, you know. <laughs> I would love to get there. Um, and um, I'm sure it'll be a huge success particularly if you can buy beer with lightning i think that's that's Absolutely. really key play Absolutely. video games beer. <laughs> well you can stay here if you if you can get you know maybe you can get i don't know get a media ticket or something there's got to be a that'd be amazing that'd be amazing yeah yeah cool um do you know many other bitcoiners i mean apart from the ones you met at the orange county thing because you're in in san diego aren't you so you're not able to get up to the oc bitcoin meetups you've got a more local one down there right well there is a local one here and i want to go on the record of being very frustrated with them they um focus on crypto shitcoin heaven but they're mostly developers and i think that's they're interested in talking tech, tech and, yeah. and, and all that so i understand i get it but it is very frustrating they had a bitcoin cash meetup last week i heard jesus um, so no <laughs> uh <laughs> so yeah it was a big a big relief to meet the oc bitcoin people and mm. I mean, they've expanded out to the Inland Empire. You don't know the geography here, I guess, but it's quite bit. vast. Have you been to yeah. California? Yeah, yeah. We oh, okay. had our kind of honeymoon um, and, to, and to driving around, and I've been a couple of times now. We really enjoy it. My wife loves it in particular. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I lived in London for six years, and uh -huh. I just pined for sunshine it just drove me crazy <laughs> oh yeah you used to you used to live in hackney near hackney yeah near hackney. yeah uh, shortage that was yeah. My, yeah and so that was my hood as well it was fun hey yeah it was fun those were the days they were they were yeah no uh, we, we went down to san diego la jolla yes it was beautiful and to the kind of barossa park and to gas lamp and yeah. we stopped in a, a little town on the way down that had some beer on tap. You used to, you had to had you had a kind of a kind of digital thing, and you'd swipe, and then you had beer coming out of a, like a machine, so you didn't have to communicate with anyone. It was all very Japanese, but it was really popular. Um, it was called Carlsbad. Oh yeah, Carlsbad. Nice People come to San Diego just for the beer. We have a lot of breweries and um, nice weather. It's very nice. And so, have have you kind of bitcoined any of your friends and family, your wife? You yeah? know it. Yes. Great. Yes. How did it go? It's gone great. I I got my wife into it, of course. Um, she was the first one. And I mean, she's not a Bitcoiner, but she is on board and we invest together and um, she gets more and more excited as we, you know, accumulate more. She loves to see me happy making art about Bitcoin and hanging out with Bitcoiners. A friend in LA, I onboarded when Bitcoin was 6,000. So she's done they well. They love you now. <laughs> yes, yes. 
Um, I just onboarded a friend just before this last, I mean, the day before this last bull run. I had been telling him about Bitcoin and so, and he went out and bought Bitcoin Cash. And I just knew, I just, oh, I couldn't believe it. I just, I kept my mouth shut for a few hours and then I got back to him and I just, I just said, you have to get out of that now. Mm. You, know, mm. you need, you need to get on Bitcoin and a couple of other friends that um, sort of had their toes in the water. Is there anybody who you particularly want to orange pill now? Are you, are you, are you working on anyone? No, I, people, they just get pilled. Usually they're, they already have an interest. I think it's really starting to permeate the, the mainstream imagination. It is a very exciting time at the moment. You can feel cool. it. You're going to have to get kind of ready with your prints, I think. <laughs> I know. I think, I think it's important to make some prints that I do. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be great. I'm sure we can get some sales from, uh, you know, from our kind of feature with you next month, um, especially in the run up to Christmas as well. Um, oh yeah, it's great timing. Yeah, it, so is, how, it is. How did your launch go? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, and so we talked about it for a long time beforehand. So, you know, we were getting to the stage where we just need to to um, put our money where our mouth was. You know to show that we weren't all talk. Um, so it, it was, it was, it was more for our own personal pressure to get it launched. But yes. then after the launch, I mean, you, and so then you've got the product in a way that's just the beginning. And then yes. we're just going to have to refine it and just kind of work out what people are wanting more really and, 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 and how to present it as, as well as we can. But we, we're just very keen to provide a platform for creatives in a fairly nascent sort of space at the moment. Um, yeah. And, and to hopefully get more sales for them, to, to, to channel uh, kind of donations their way, and just a lot more eyes, really. Um, I mean, we're hoping to have a bit of a kind of marketplace integrated onto the website with a BTC pay server thing. Um, but at the moment, we, we, we're still working on the back end for that as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, but it'll come. Well, what you've conceptualized here I think is a great um a really great idea and um I just I love that you're bringing artists together and it'll be interesting to see how it evolves according to what's going on yeah. in Bitcoin yeah. and the natural yeah. progression of the project um so, so let's just start to tie this up um and so where can people kind of find you in terms of your Twitter your website and stuff if they want to if they want to look into you more and to and to order some prints or nfts and things well i'm bitfandango at bitfandango.org um on twitter bitfandango. At Bitf yeah i chose a name that's unique enough what's the inspiration for the name no i like i love i've always loved the word fandango to describe something that isn't fully formed or that is fraught I felt I felt like it applied well to, to Bitcoin mm. because because like that whole Bitcoin thing that you're doing over there, you know, how's that going? I mean, there can be that attitude. And I didn't know what I was doing in terms of the art stuff in the beginning. So I just thought it was a fandango, like it was a flight of fancy. It's a great name. I think it really fits. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk. Um, that was, look forward that was to the a lot launch. of fun. Thank you. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Um, it's been cool. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I have too. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me to do this. It's, it really means a lot. 
Great. No, I mean, you're just you're just so different to anything else out there. Um, so it, it's great to have that kind of counterpoint. Yeah, I, I think you bring something very new to the space. I'm so relieved that that's that that it's working out. <laughs> yes, someone <laughs> noticed. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that I have a feeling that we're going to be seeing a lot more of you. <laughs> I, 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 I hope so. I'm up for it. <laughs> cool. Great. Okay. Well, take care. It's, you too. it's been a pleasure. All the best. Good night. Cheers. Bye.